On Central Coast Voices today, host Mario Espinosa Kulik speaks with guests from the Slow Jewish Film Festival about the upcoming festival, a unique cultural experience on California's Central Coast that celebrates Jewish life, community, and films. Hi, Mario. Let's get started. Good afternoon and welcome. My name is Mario Espinosa Kulik, and you're listening to Central Coast Voices on KCBX. For 13 years, the San Luis Obispo Jewish Film Festival has showcased a broad spectrum of movies that celebrate the diversity of the Jewish experience. And this event brings together films of various formats, including short films, dramas, comedies, and documentaries from filmmakers all over the world. This festival reminds us of our shared humanity by bringing intimate filmmaker conversations and lively discussions with community partners. And this event is an opportunity for the whole community to join in celebrating and honoring Jewish culture and art. In today's show, we'll learn more about this year's festival and the unique cultural and educational experience that is creating for our local communities. We have two guests on our show today to talk about this with us. Lauren Bendari, Director of Jewish Student Life at Cal Poly with Slow Hillel, and Maura Johnston, Director of the Slow Jewish Film Festival. Welcome to the show, Lauren and Maura. Hi, Mario. Hi. Um, I want to ask if you'd please share about your work and how you came to your current position. Um, Lauren, why don't we start with you? Thank you. Yes, I'd love to love to share. And yeah, it's great to be on this afternoon. Thank you for having us. So um, I actually started with Slow Hillel, and I, and I should qualify too. Um, we, we cover both Cal Poly and Cuesta. Um, we're the Jewish student group that is there to bring, uh, bring together Jewish students, people who want to learn more about Jewish life and culture, celebrate uh, peoplehood, culture, holidays, um, and, and represent uh, a Jewish voice on campuses. And that's actually, Hillel is part of a larger movement. There's over 800 Hillels throughout the world on many college campuses uh, throughout, the, throughout the United States, but also throughout the world. Um, I started in August, uh, but I am no stranger to Jewish uh, communal and professional life. Um, before pandemic, I was the director for our JCC, our Jewish Community Center and Federation in San Luis Obispo for a dozen years. Um, and under those years, we started the, the Slow Jewish Film Festival, a local Jewish day camp, our Jewish Family Services, which helps people with microgrants um, throughout the county, no matter their background. Um, and really um, just, I come to all this um, with an intention of, of really, um, there's, there's a Jewish phrase, tikkun olam, repairing the world. So there's a story that long ago, the world was broken, you know, kind of like a, a beautiful glass globe that was shattered into millions of pieces, thousands, millions of pieces. And it's part of everybody's lives to figure out how to bring those pieces back together. And when they do, it's this beautiful beaming light that you feel and see. And there's 
so much of that magic that I find in the work I do. So I am so proud to be now on campus and um, loved being our communal director for a number of years as well. I'd love to hear it. And speaking about the campus, can you speak to some of the initiatives or activities for Jewish student life at Cal Poly or Cuesta? <laughs> right. Yes, I, I definitely can. So uh, we have programs going all the time. I mean, we have small things, but they're they're also fun and palpable and edible, like Tuesday bagels on campus, where we are bringing kind of that, um, you know, comfort food of of Jewish Jewish you know history. Although there's a bunch of films and books and articles about various histories of bagels that we could get into. Okay, so um, we do that. Um, we lead um, to, uh, also, we do that on Thursday on campus. This is also both at Cal Poly, um, a pizza and pita talk. Um, and we've turned that into even a vegan one so that we talk about um, about Jewish ethics behind sustainability and plant-based diet. But we've also just done just hanging out talks or talks on Israel, which there is so much to unpack with that. Um, we have every Wednesday now on camp, uh, again at Cal Poly on campus, um, a Jewish student safe space, hour and a half. Uh, we have done anti-Semitism trainings with administration and with students. There's uh, unfortunately a, an, an enormous uh, resurgence of anti-Semitism, just even in data being tracked, incidents having happened. Um, so much social media um, ha um, uh, abuse, we'll say. I mean, just even, this is a horrible statistic that I hate to repeat, but um, recently I read the statistic that 17,000 times a week on social media is just this phrase, Hitler was right being said over and over again and so being so you know being so attached to our phones now and such social media even if you see that just as a random comment on some app you're on uh, it affects you and it has it affects people of all ages so for the student body we at least have uh, wednesdays i'm there on campus to be of support resource if there is reporting to to be done, should something like that happen, you know, there's that. Um, and then we have monthly Shabbat dinners on campus. We have um, monthly, um, so the Shabbat dinners, so our Friday nights are, are when we uh, stop working, try to quiet down and and bring in what we call Shabbat or our Sabbath, like candles and have great say blessing over grape juice, the fruit of the vine and blessing over the food we eat and and gather in community that way. And then um, we also mark our Saturday nights once a month with something called Havdalah, which is also marking the separation between the work week and that special, those special moments of just rest and just turning our phones off and 
become, you know, just reminding ourselves of, of, of being lucky to be alive in this world. Um, so anyway, uh, those are a couple of things we do. We also do free trips to Israel. We have birthright. And then we have this big program that's happening next week that we're here to here to talk about. And there'll be elements that are in the library as um, Jewish learning, um, ex the Jewish learning exhibit um, with talks with professors, with students, and then it folds right into the film festival. And with Cuesta, we, we, we'd love to be on campus there. So far, we just have some Cuesta students that come and they're always welcome to. We, on our, uh, you can always RSVP for a lot of our events on our Instagram feed. Um, but so far, we've had a physical presence at Cal Poly, but we, we welcome in any Cuesta students or students anytime. Wonderful. Thanks for sharing about those resources, initiatives, activities, and more context about the work that you do. Maura, would you like to tell us about yourself? Oh, sure. Sure. Uh, Lauren is so modest. I just love her. Um, she does so much more than she's even mentioned. Um, the Jewish Film Festival actually started, this is our 14th year. So we've had 13 years before, this is our 14th year. And what makes this a really unique situation is Lauren started something on the Cal Poly campus called the Learning Festival, the Jewish Learning Festival a few years ago. Um, with COVID, things kind of got, you know, quieted down. Same thing on, with the festival. We still had the festival, but we did it virtually online. Um, this year we decided, you know what, let's combine our resources. Let's really make this a, a really special weekend that's even more than just the festival. And so we've kind of rebranded, if you will, um, for the Slow Jewish Film and learning festival. And that's what Lauren was mentioning about some of the activities will be on campus, including an exhibit with a, a docent walkthrough with a professor, also a student panel talking about anti-Semitism and their experiences, and then sponsoring this amazing event on Saturday night, which is bringing Rain Pryor. And Rain Pryor is the daughter of Richard Pryor, talking about her life as a Jew and as a black woman and the intersectionality of that. So that's kind of gonna kick off the film festival. So we're now a bit even bigger than we were before in that it's the Jewish Film and Learning Festival. And people can find out more about all the activities at slowjflf.com. Um, I became involved with the festival with Lauren. We sat in a Mexican restaurant 14 years ago, and on a napkin, we wrote down what we wanted to do to make a Jewish film festival and what our priorities were. And from that very uh, diminutive meeting, it has now been 14 years of, of wonderful filmmaking and filmmakers and uh, just exploring the great stories that we hear from all over the world, uh, both narrative and documentary about Jewish life and the Jewish experience. That is spectacular. Thank you for sharing about the Jewish Film Festival and how you got into the role. Um, you know, do you have any more to say about how um, this, this became the, the work that you do um, for the Slow Jewish Film Festival? Well, sure. I have a background in film. Um, I used to be in Hollywood uh, doing a little bit of that game and loved it very much, made some films and had been really involved in film festivals with my own films and also 
uh, being a judge or juror for some of the film festivals out there, which is why Lauren came to me to say, how do I put this thing together? I want to do something for the Jewish community here to bring the community together. And um, and so that's why we came up with the idea for the Jewish Film Festival. Uh, what we do is we curate the films. We choose films that have a diversity of stories from all over the world and all different perspectives. Our goal is to show that being Jewish isn't one thing. It's a very, very uh, unique and different ex exploration for many people all over the world. There is a commonality, of course, but beyond that, there's also great stories that teach us all about the humanity that we can find in our own lives. And and just to add to, uh, Maura and I um, actually met through the Slow Museum of Art, SLOMA, um, because when I first moved to town, so originally I'm from Chicago, um, and in Chicago I had been working uh, for Sotheby's, the auction house, and in the art world. So I was very interested in being involved in the art community in San Luis Obispo on some level as well. And Maura and I just, Maura had been working there and I, we just connected on so many levels, especially in engaging community through mediums of art. And the film festival married uh, my, my to both my Jewish communal professional side and then also my love of telling stories and bringing art to our community um uh, you know it's it's its own media um and and there's films that sloma shows as well but anyway um it really allowed us to use um a lot of our professional backgrounds and then just we connected in in an intellectual way uh to make the film festival become what it's become and we I, both enjoy really um curating these kinds of shows. Excellent, and Maura mentioned that this festival has been a part of our community for 14 years now. Um, and I'm wondering if there's been any major changes over the years since its inception. That's a great question. You know, in some ways, no, and in some ways, yes. I mean, obviously, uh, filmmaking and media and online streaming and the way that we uh, learn content and see content has changed greatly over the last 14 years. Um, I think the thing that's remained the same is that this is about community building and not just if you're Jewish, but anybody who wants to just learn more about the world around them and the world at large. Um, so in that way, it's remained the same. I think just in terms of um, doing the hybrid festival, doing the festival the last couple of years virtually online, it was really interesting because we did the interviews with filmmakers um, online, you know, it was through Zoom calls. And that was really fascinating um, to have uh, the opportunity to talk to even more filmmakers than we ever had before. Uh, that's one of the key points is we like to make it really personal. We not only want, we not only want to celebrate the films, but the filmmakers, because people that are making short films or documentaries, they are the unsung heroes. These people do not make money at this, okay? They do it out of their love for the story, their love for the craft, and their love and desire to share their passion with the world at large. I'm Mario Espinoza Kulik with you for Central Coast Voices on KCBX, your Central Coast listener-supported radio station. The voices with mine today are Lauren Bandari, Director of Jewish Student Life at Cal Poly with Slow Hillel, 
and Maura Johnson, director of the Slow Jewish Film Festival. We've been getting to know these two individuals along with the work that the Jewish community has been engaged with in San Luis Obispo. And this next section, I'm looking forward to hearing more about this year's Jewish Film Festival. We invite and welcome you to bring your questions or comments about today's topic to our guests. To do that, call 805-549-8855, or you can email them to voices at kcbx.org. This year is the 14th Annual Jewish Film Festival, and the event is coming up next week. In coordination with Cal Poly's Jewish Learning Festival, there will be a wide array of programming and film screenings over four days from March 9th to the 12th. Um, and is it appropriate to call this the Jewish Film and Learning Festival? Is that what you were saying, Maura and Lauren? Yes. Awesome. Fantastic. So this has definitely grown um, over the years as we were talking about uh, before our break. Um, Maura, can you please give us a little bit of an overview of what people can look forward to? Um, I know you mentioned Rain Priors coming. Um, what, how, how has this come together and what do you expect? Well, I'm going to let Lauren, when she, after I finish talking, I'm going to let her talk a little bit about Rain Pryor because she became so excited about bringing Rain here. And we're going to be screening Rain's uh, documentary that was done about Rain uh, called That Daughter's Crazy. I think, you know, she Rain has spent her life living in the shadow of probably what most people consider the greatest comedian of all time. And so um, her having to find her own identity and to better understand how she maneuvers through the world as somebody with intersectional, you know, dual identities, if you will. So um, I'll let Lauren talk a bit more about that. And then on Sunday morning, we are featuring short films, always a favorite with our group. And this year we have five short films we'll be screening. Four of them were all Oscar nominated. These are all films that are from different countries and different places, all of which qualified for the Oscar. Um, and so they are the top, top quality short films that you would want to see. Um, there's one that's a, a, a uh, animated piece called 13 Candles, um, which is just an adorable uh, short film about a, a little menorah candle that gets broken and, and how uh, she's able to then become the sort of linchpin for Hanukkah. Um, another film is called Ave Maria, about some Jewish guys who end up uh, at a convent, a Catholic convent in Israel, and they need to ask the nuns for help and what happens. And it's it's absolutely charming. Another one called Incognito, which is a fascinating film that draws you in. You have see this conversation between these two men, and you don't know who they are. And you see that they're having this awkward conversation, and yet they know each other. I don't want to give the spoiler alert and tell you who they are, but it really is a fascinating character study. Um, the next one that I think is really interesting is a film called 116 Can uh, Cameras, which is about uh, the Shoah Foundation is actually recording Holocaust survivors in an interactive medium so that for decades and perhaps centuries to come, people can actually converse with these folks um, and ask questions and get responses. It's a really high-tech, uh, edge, you know, edgy a uh, new program that's been created and it, it shows how that's done. And finally, we have a short little film by uh, a fellow uh, who actually was in last year's festival. He started making films during COVID. He said, I'm an actor. I make films. He teaches at USC. And he said, you know what? I don't need 
a big crew. I just need my camera and me. And he made a couple of films during COVID, and this is one of them. Uh, and it's called Omi. And it's about him um, getting ready to have uh, a more deep relationship with his non-Jewish girlfriend taking the relationship to another level and his bubba or his grandma inhabits his body trying to convince him not to it's a very funny piece and that director his name is adam lewis who's going to be uh, on hand to do a q a with uh, david weissman one of our our chase team members and talk about that film and and how he made it and where he came up with the idea and such so that's going to be the the sunday morning program and then sunday afternoon you know, these days, I don't know what it is, but Westerns are all the rage. If you see 1923 or Yellowstone and all these TV shows, these streaming shows, there was a documentary done by Amanda Kinsey called Jews of the Wild West. And it follows the history of how Jews founded many of the towns and really were integral to the establishment of the West during uh during the 1800s um it's a fascinating documentary and after that will be a great great conversation with dan krieger professor meredith from cal poly and a historian and loved beloved by this community talking to the director and talking about the history of jews in san luis obispo county and and how they founded this county a lot of people don't know that history so that's the main uh, that's the main thing of everything that's happening and we're just super excited for this year's lineup that's amazing. There's so much to look forward to. And I know, Lauren, you were going to share a little bit about Rain Pryor and how that came to be. Yeah, I'd love to. Um, a shout out to the Diversity, Equity and Inclusion uh, grant program with the City of SLO. Um, and they are sponsoring, helping to sponsor Rain coming to San Luis Obispo to talk about our various come froms, backgrounds, identities. We, it's with a proposal that we pitched on specifically Jews of color, intersecting identities. Um, it is not always so understood or or absorbed um, that there is a a wide range, a whole spectrum of uh, Jewish identity that 15% um, of Jews uh, uh, identify as as a Jew of color. Um, I mean, that also leaves kind of the more as in Jewish communal talk, it's Ashkenormative normative um, understandings of, of Jewish life, which basically means like the typical white European kind of fiddler on the roof understanding of 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 what Jewish of who Jewish people are. And it's just it's it's important not even because of a Jewish narrative, but just in understanding people's backgrounds to start to kind of chip away at don't always think that everyone's all the same. Everyone's got these different colorful stories and Rain Pryor is proud to share that, that kind of multifaceted story. And we have this platform to bring her to San Luis Obispo and talk about that. So she has the movie that, um, that Maura uh, referred to, it's based on her one woman show that celebrates her multiple identities called Fried Chicken and Lakas. So, you know, just really kind of the soul, some of the soul foods uh, of black and Jewish um, culture. So, 
yeah, we're really happy to bring RAIN in. And um, I do want to underscore that students are free to come. Um, we really know, you know, as we went to the online model uh, during pandemic time, this is our first live festival back. So live film festival back, I should say. Um, so we, we're thrilled to bring it back to the Palm and we want to pack the Palm Theater. Um, it's, it's just a, you know, we've got a much smaller program this year than we've had in the past. And we just really want to celebrate this with our community. That's amazing. And this is open to all students, right? From anywhere um, around here. <laughs> yes, right. Yes, I'll, I'll we'll cap it within the geography because, you know, the Palm is 124 seats, I think. Um, but yes, yeah, yeah. Students in the area, please do do come and it can be for rain. It can be for uh, the shorts that Maura detailed. Um, and the Oscars are that night, by the way. So it's so much fun to watch Oscar nominated films and then actually say, oh, I saw that one, <laughs> you know, that night. Um, or the Jews of the Wild West um, screening will be great. That's amazing. And for our listeners who may not know who Rain Pryor is, can you share a little bit about um, who Rain Pryor is as um, a person? Um, you know, so, certainly. So she's a comedian in her own right, actress as well, um, poet. She uh, I, she made her name uh, as a cast member of a show that I grew up watching, Head of the Class. Um, but I think you got to do some research on Hulu or something to find that. But it's fun. It's a fun show. Anyway, she's on it. Um, and I and she. Um, as we've already mentioned, you know, she has lived kind of, you know, knowing or growing up as Richard Pryor's daughter um, on on her paternal side, on her maternal side. That's part of what we see in the film. Um, she has a, a Jewish mother um, that um, she said was very stern and she didn't want to mess with her mother ever um but anyway you know you can come and hear her speak on that and um she is she's a mother as well and she's raising her daughter and wants to see her daughter embrace all of her her sides and live in a world where we can we can be out and proud and embraced Super important. Uh, in terms of the festival, are there any other guests or events that you want to specifically highlight? Um, I'm, I'll, I'll speak to that first. Um, and, and I did want to also mention um, with Rain, uh, kind of with her, her own words and poetry too, she put out a really beautiful Instagram post this last weekend. There was this disgusting, really, um, uh, National Day of Hate declared from last Saturday, and there were community alerts throughout the country uh, because there had been reported through 
Anti-Defamation League's uh, Center for Extremism, um, a, a reported expected increase in hate speech on social media or possible leaflets being dropped or graffiti, all this vile stuff, right? Um, so actually what we wound up seeing last Saturday was a major increase in synagogue attendance and um, a lot of outpouring of love and and people you know just just beauty in the world and in humanity um, but I encourage you also to look up Rain Pryor on Instagram um, she really um, uses her name and uses her voice to speak out against phobias and that is definitely part of what she'll be talking about Saturday night so um, before that we then have um, this whole theme of diversity of, of Jewish people and Jewish life and actually take it really locally um, with an exhibit that we're going to put up at the Kennedy Library uh, at Cal Poly campus. And just so you know, you can park literally across the street from the Kennedy. That's like the first question I always get. Where am I going to park on campus? There's meters right across and in the lot right near um, the library. But anyway, um, we have a, a local artist, Ellen November, who is putting together an installation of Jews that live in our community from a myriad of backgrounds, Persian, Chinese, Yemenite, um, Black, Latin American, Native American, um, uh, Converso Jews, so Jews who trace their roots back to the Spanish Inquisition, um, but had been forced to convert, and they have rediscovered their Jewish roots. So it's, it's really fascinating. Um, there'll, there'll be um, an installation of photographs and descriptions of various people. Um, and we also are repurposing um, part of the exhibit that was at the, the um, History Center of San Luis Obispo County. On local Jewish history, um, San Luis Obispo's first mayor um, was a German Jew. Um, Louis B. Sinsheimer um, brought the first Torah over to San Luis Obispo. Um, we'll talk about, we'll feature some of those panels um, and where Jews came from to San Luis Obispo. There's a there's a map that that kind of shows every, where people's origins. And then also we have a couple pieces coming in from New York from the Hebrew yes. Union College that feature uh the diverse um, rituals throughout the world um, of uh, a Jewish ritual happening kind of throughout the world. Um, and we have a student panel on anti-Semitism as well. So um, so for the, the campus pieces, we have an opening reception at five o'clock uh, with Professor Deb Donig, who teaches English at Cal Poly, and she'll be speaking on to where Jewish, the Jewish voice is within the diversity, equity, and inclusion conversation. It often gets, gets um, confusing <laughs> and goes into a lot of gray zone. Also, because we are a religion and a people, 
many people say we are simply a mishpacha, a family. There's so much to say, but within the diversity, equity, inclusion discipline, the Jewish culture piece um, doesn't always land within kind of the that that paradigm. And so we'll be unpacking that a bit, plus doing a walkthrough um, of the exhibit. So please come at five o'clock on Thursday. And then on Friday, it's at 12 o'clock with the with Jewish students who have had some brushes with anti-Semitism and they want to share. Um, so they're very open and vulnerable. Um, and be doing that at the exhibit food for anyone that comes <laughs> for either of those. And I, um, we also have another special guest and am I going too, too much or? Yeah, no, okay. about the festival. Um, if you want to finish up what you were saying. Sure. Yeah. So, and then the last, the, the last, piece I wanted to feature in this segment is um, the speaker we're bringing in for Friday evening. Um, his, his stage name is Flip Mark. His birth name, Philip Goldberg. And there's a lot to say about that of, of anyone changing their name and why. Um, but he was a child actor in a movie with Doris that we're actually doing a private screening of on Sunday. Um, but Friday night, he's here. He'll be speaking at one of the synagogues um, over a Shabbat dinner after our service. But he'll be speaking about feeling compelled and actually going to Poland to help Ukrainian refugees and be there on the ground. And again, kind of back to that notion of tikkun olam, really living out, doing what you can do to repair this world. He is 74 years old and has his own mobility issues. And he did not let his age or his, not that 74 is so old, but you know, it's something, um, or his mobility issues stop him from going to Poland. And he's really proud and, and really wants to kind of just try to inspire anyone to help refugees from U Ukraine, but also just, you know, take life by, by the horns and, and do what you feel compelled to do and help people out. So that that's Friday evening. Um, and that's just RSVP. We welcome, um, you can go onto the website and RSVP to come. There's no cost to it. We're going to take a short break to hear from our team and a little bit of music. Back over to you, Donna. I'm Maria Hinojosa. Next time on Latino USA, we bring you a special episode from La Brega Season 2, a new podcast series from Futuro Studios and WNYC Studios about the Puerto Rican experience, this time told through music. That's next time on Latino USA. Latino USA is coming up next from 2 until 3 o'clock. Remember, you can listen to our local shows like Central Coast Voices on demand on kcbx.org under the Programs tab.
We return now to Central Coast Voices with host Mario Espinosa Kulik. Okay, Mario. Thank you, Donna. The voices with mine today are Lauren Bandari, Director of Jewish Student Life at Cal Poly with Slow Hillel, and Maura Johnson, Director of the Slow Jewish Film Festival. We've been talking about the 14th Annual Slow Jewish Film Festival, which is coming up next weekend, March 9th through 12th, and includes a range of films, discussions, events, and uh, exhibits that celebrate and honor the diversity of Jewish experience and culture. In this next section, I'd like to hear more about how all these things kind of come together. Um, and one thing that we heard from our uh, from Lauren um, and Mora actually was the highlight of diversity in the Jewish community. So I'm wondering if one of you can uh, kind of speak to um, you know how does your uh, team uh, cultivate these perspectives in the films that you show and the events that you're planning? Well, I think um, when we curate the films for the festival. We specifically look to have a wide range of films of different voices, whether they may be LGBTQ, uh, whether they be uh, Black or whether they be Hispanic or whatever. We we go out of our way to go around the world and look for films from different cultures because a Jew from Syria is a very different Jew from, let's say, uh, Nor- Norway um, or as Lauren pointed out, the Ashkenazi, what many people, when they think of Jewish people in the United States, they think of the European um, heritage Jews, as opposed to people that may be Sephardic, who would be from more of the Middle East or Greece or or, uh, that sort of thing. So we specifically go out of our way to find a diversity of voices and to look for a wide range of experiences. Um, I think that's always been the key in selecting the films that we select. We want to hear as many stories as possible. You'd be surprised how many Jewish people don't know about other Jewish people in the world and what their experiences are. So it's a nice surprise, not only for the people that attend that are Jewish, but the people that are not Jewish to go, oh, wow, I had no idea about that piece of history or that that cultural experience. It's, it's really kind of wonderful. And uh, I think all of us realize that the best way to get to know somebody is intimately one-on-one. What's your story? Who are you? What makes you you? And what things have what what are the wonderful spices and flavors that have made you the human being that you are? And I think that we come from that position that the individuals that we meet to find out who they are helps us to break down those barriers and those prejudices instead of seeing and grouping people into these large, you know, ridiculous stereotypes, we find out that everybody has a commonality, a humanity to them, but also everybody's story is truly unique. I like to say that the thing that Lauren and I have in common, and the thing that I think that's kept us together for, you know, 14 years doing this, doing this project, is that we both are very spiritual beings. We really care about our faith and our religious beliefs. And yet we do not share the same religious beliefs. I'm Catholic. She's Jewish. So um, the commonality that we found was in our devotion to our spiritual life and the importance of that in our lives. And so we, you know, that's part of finding out about individuals. Everybody has an individual story to tell. And let's listen to them so that we can be better informed, but also open our hearts. I appreciate that, Maura. Lauren? Yeah. I wanted to just add to that in terms of this festival and really the work that that 
I aim to do with Slow Hillel um, did with JCC is really also trying to underscore pride and identity. And I'm really, this is piggybacking off of what Maura already said, but it is not an easy world to find yourself, no matter your background, no matter your age, no matter your ability levels, anything. It's, it's a meandering road to find that sense of self. Mm. And um, through understanding other people's stories, through watching movies, through stories resonating with your own heart, it starts to allow you to define that and feel a sense of pride in telling your story too. And, and starting to even bring some words to it. Sometimes you really need that. I mean, that's why we read books, right? To find the inspiration of those words to then get to our own language and our own words. So the diversity piece is so important because we then hold that there's this diverse perspective, uh, diverse come from, um, you know, not just kind of one box and one way. It's this beautiful rainbow prism. And I feel like bringing this kind of program to San Luis Obispo is, is just kind of, you know, one of those beautiful prisms to bring um, and, then, and then let us find pride in our own selves as we hear the stories. I'm Mario Espinosa Kulik with you for Central Coast Voices on KCBX, Central Coast Public Radio, your listener-supported radio station. If you recently joined us for today's show and want to listen to the entire broadcast, you can. It will be available on our website at www.kcbx.org under the On Demand tab. Click on Central Coast Voices and you will find this show and many others to choose from. The voices with mine today are Lauren Bandari, Director of Jewish Student Life at Cal Poly with Slow Hillel, and Maura Johnston, Director of the Slow Jewish Film Festival. We've gotten to hear more about what you can expect at this year's event coming up next week, as long as, as well as the uh, diverse experiences in the Jewish community and the way that our, the films that are presented in this festival and the learning um, is curated. You can find full details about the Slow Jewish Film Festival and the Slow Jewish and Film and Learning Festival and purchase tickets on their website at www.slojfff.com. You can purchase an all-access pass for the events happening March 9th through 12th and select tickets for specific screenings um, and register for some of the free learning activities being hosted at Cal Poly, as well as mentioned by our guests. Students at Cal Poly and Cuesta and um, around the area are also welcome to attend for free. To stay in touch with the event organizers, you can also find more information about the JCC Federation of San Luis Obispo on their website, www.jcc.com slow.com and connect with slow hillel on instagram at slow hillel that's s-l-o-h-i-l-l-e-l as we get to the end of the show we still have a little bit more time for your email questions or comments at voices at kcbx.org we'd love to hear from you and i wanted to circle back to the um to to our discussion over diverse groups in the jewish community and faith 
Um, and as I mentioned to our guests uh, earlier, um, that I do also teach at the prison here where there is a faith community um, on um, located there at the California Men's Colony. And I'm just interested um, in, think, in knowing like, if, if any of your organizations or any organizations you know of work with Jewish communities who are currently incarcerated, either at the um, uh, California Men's Colony or County Jail. I mean, I can speak to, there was a program, Get on the Bus, um, that the synagogues were involved in, um, where there it was, um, I think it was um, an organized effort to bring um, parents and children together, if I remember correctly. That said, since COVID, that has not happened, as far as I know, but I could be stated incorrectly. Um, and there is um, a Jewish chaplain, I know, at at the prison. Um, there was for many years. I, he actually also had been part-time director for Slow Hillel. Um, but I would welcome, really, um, any further opportunities to link um, to link to a faith community and have powerful work like that done. Um, you know, even with this Jewish learning festival and film festival, part of the impetus with that is that we connect as campus and community, which are often two separate silos. And uh, we want to encourage community members to actually put their feet on the campus and campus community to interact with multi-generations. In terms of the prison, that winds up being its own silo often, and it takes some real efforts um, and planning to bring those two, bring silos together. Uh, and we are just kind of taking those baby steps outside of pandemic. Mm -hmm. um, dare I say, outside of pandemic, right, um, to kind of merge those concentric circles more often. Um, this is this next week is kind of one of those baby steps. I appreciate that. Thanks, Lauren. And um, Maura, if folks want to become more involved with the Jewish Film Festival, who would they reach out to or how could they become more involved? I think the easiest way is just to get in touch with the JCC. Um, go to the JCC website, and, or you can go to the um, the Slow Jewish Film and Learning Festival website, and there's opportunities. You can send a note. There's a there's a place where you can write to us and say, "Hey, I want to be involved. I want to donate, or whatever." I mean, we are so lucky that we've had the support of amazing partners throughout the years. So many local businesses and people who have supported the festival. And we thank all of them, volunteers who have given their time and effort. And, you know, Jim D at the Palm, God bless him. You know, he is truly an, an angel in this community and somebody who has been a real supportive of the festival over the years. Um, and Dan Krieger, who's joining us this year to to do the interview with Amanda Kinsey for Jews of the Wild West. I mean, he is truly one of those little gifts on the central coast of historians who wants to support us, wants to see this happen. Um, and it's that kind of support that we just were so grateful for. 
Um, and we always welcome anybody who wants to participate. Doesn't matter your faith background, doesn't matter what you, what kind of background you have. We know you have something to give. We know you have something to share. And we would love Actually, to find a way to do it together. With Dan, I just want to tell a little story, which kind of connects to your question about, you know, how things, how how groups start to work together. Dan and Liz Krieger uh, are members of the Mission Church, and ever so long ago, when I, it was kind of the torch was handed to me, quite literally, the torch to start lighting the public menorah uh, at San Luis, on, uh, for San Luis Obispo, which happens at Mission Church grounds with the, you know, so the Jewish community lights the menorah. Um, the church actually stores it and brings it out every year, rings the bell to say what night of Hanukkah it is every night. But also, Dan and Liz Krieger ever so long ago said to me, hey, Lauren, why don't you have some sort of Hanukkah party after you light the menorah? For so long, it had just been kind of five to 12 people kind of coming to the menorah, lighting some songs, something small, whatever. I said, sure, let's do it. And so the first year we had a Hanukkah party was in the community hall at the Mission Church right after the first night lighting and now it has grown to hundreds of area residents coming for the first night public officials speaking to welcome the crowd music blasting you know real celebration and so beautifully ecumenical you can feel community coming together no matter your religion no matter your background no matter your faith any of it it's just there to celebrate for december kind of light and darkness together and it really just happened because liz and dan said hey why don't you have a hanukkah party in the church after the first night so so things happen. Things happen when people connect with each other and are open open with each other. Thanks for sharing that story, Lauren. Well, on, on, on that note, what do you wish more people knew about the Jewish experience? Wow. Well, I think you didn't have a big question with like one minute left. <laughs> I think that I think the thing we want them to know about the festival is we welcome everybody. You don't have to be Jewish to enjoy it. Mm -hmm. um, come and hear these stories that are just amazing stories. Um, come and laugh. Have fun. I mean, the, you know, Rain Pryor isn't coming because she's a serious, you know, she is a serious person, but she's not a serious, boring person. She's funny. She's got that in her DNA. Um, so come and enjoy her, hear her story. Um, come and see the films and, and, just share that wonderful experience with your fellow community members and, and just learn to, you know, I feel we should be singing Kumbaya or something. Just come in and just be there to support one another. Because in this day and age, that is the key to getting along, just listening and, and caring and opening your hearts. And quite honestly, we do need to sing Kumbaya. I'm, you know, I don't want to, let's not end on this note, but that rising tide of anti-Semitism is real and thick and not okay. And we do, as Jews, need need our fellow neighbors to stand with us and be there with us and learn with us. I mean, we're constantly learning. So I, it's hard to answer your question of what should people know of, of Jewish life. I mean, 
part of what is so magical is our text is something we read literally every year, the same thing over and over. And every time you learn something new and magical. So it's the same with any of our backgrounds and, and stories and people, but we cannot stand for these, you know, these horrible social media posts that are out there for, yes, the, the craziness that that Kanye brought in terms of like this whole maelstrom of anti-Semitism, it's it's not okay. So as community, open your hearts, open your minds, get to know your Jewish friends, neighbors, husbands, all of it. You know, it's it's um, it's a project that we're we're all in on together. Agreed. Maura, would you like to add a closing thought? Well, it's just an honor and a privilege um, to come on your show every year. You guys have been so supportive of us over the years, and we thank you. Thank the City of Slow for their sponsorship for so many years. And um, mostly we just want to you know, welcome everybody with open arms. Um, come and enjoy. Come and spend a weekend with your friends and with new friends that you haven't met yet. Well, thank you so much to each of you for joining us today and everything you do in our communities to promote your, the International Jewish Film and um, Learning Festival. Our guests today have been Lauren Bhandari, Director of Jewish Student Life at Cal Poly with Slow Hillel, and Maura Johnston, Director of the Slow Jewish Film Festival. On today's show, we learn more about this year's Jewish Film and Learning Festival, the Event highlights diverse experience and perspectives throughout film screenings, facilitated conversations, exhibits, learning sessions that feature student and faculty voices, and events that are going on are happening from March 9th to the 12th and are open to all community members. So even if you're not Jewish, please do come out and learn about uh, the Jewish experience from a wide array of perspectives and intersectional perspectives at that as well. And so here are your tickets. And if you want more information around the Slow Jewish Film and Learning Festival, you can visit www.slojflf.com. We hope you will join Central Coast Voices for our next show on March 9th at 1 p.m., where we'll continue the conversation about community members. Central Coast Voices has been sponsored by Action for Healthy Communities and the San Luis Obispo Community Foundation in collaboration with KCBX. I'm your host, Mario Espinosa Kulik, and thank you for joining us today. <laughs>